This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Friday the 27th of August 2021. And yesterday in New South Wales, Norman, there was some bad news, but there was also a little bit of good news. So let's start with the good news. There's a sliver of freedom on the horizon for people in New South Wales who've been fully vaccinated. They're maybe going to be allowed to go outside just a little bit more than they currently are allowed to. Yeah, look, I was getting a bit, you know, to be completely transparent, I was getting a bit nervous about what could be offered that wasn't token, but wasn't too much that really endangered the state given that we're now at over 1,000 cases, uh, at least yesterday, over 1,000 cases a day on exponential growth. And I think it was quite sensible, to be honest. Warmer weather, nicer weather, and people can get out. And if they're fully vaccinated, mix with their families, get out of the house and see other people. I think that's just really going to be a good thing and it's going to make people feel an awful lot better. And it's going to be really low risk in terms of the spreadability of the virus. So I, you, know, if you had to think of something, that's a good thing to have thought of. The issue is still that you've got to be fully vaccinated. That's an issue in some parts of Greater Sydney in terms of access to vaccine, but hopefully it becomes a stimulus to getting more people vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, one of the people who's written in to us at abc.net.au slash coronacast has said, how are we supposed to keep following the rules when we get nothing in return? I think that that's a mood that a lot of people have been feeling of like, we've been staying home for a long time. I've gone out and gotten my vaccine like you asked me to. When do I start to feel like I'm living my life? Yeah. And this these, these this slight relaxation just allows you to live more of your life outside as we come into spring. So the flip side of this is the, the other horrible milestone yesterday was there was more than 1,000 cases in New South Wales, which is by far the highest number that we've seen at any point in the pandemic. So I guess then now that we've talked about how great it is that people are going to be able to go outside more, is it safe? If you're going to allow people to come together more and they're fully vaccinated and it's outside and what you're not doing is relaxing mask rules, then I think it is relatively safe. Everything's got a risk. People have got to get to where they're going to meet and they've got to get back. But I think there are enough provisos in place that, that it's as safe as it could be. I think the issue here is that is that the impression people have got, and there is some data, there are some data to support it, is that lockdown this year compared to last year, both in Victoria and in New South Wales, just not as strictly complied with as last year. People are just fed up and fatigued. And it's one reason why things are growing as well. So so in summary, I think it's a managed risk, a manageable risk. So can we talk about what lockdown looks like going forward? Because we heard yesterday that at around October, we're going to, uh, New South Wales is going to reach that 70% of the eligible population fully vaccinated, which is incredible and really, really good thing to be aspiring to, but that's still a really long way away. And this tension between the, Australia's um, COVID response in the past, which has been very much about suppressing and eliminating the spread of the virus as much as possible, versus what it feels like we might be transitioning to, which is this managing the case numbers so that they don't completely overwhelm the health system, but perhaps recognising that we might never, ever get back to COVID zero. I think the innovation that should occur, what does it it matter what I think, but what would be very useful is what we've talked about in Coronacast before, is mapping the rise in cases with the rise in hospitalizations. And that if they started to do that at at state level, you'd start to move along the transition line from just cases to hospitalizations. 
So, for example, if you look at Israel for the, at the moment, hospitalizations are going up in line with the surge. If you look at Britain, for example, and Canada until recently, they were delinked. Hospitalizations were not really going up that much. What we've got to actually now start comparing is the epidemic curve of the cases and the epidemic curve of hospitalizations. So what it looks like over the next month could be quite scary in New South Wales in terms of the burden on the hospital system. And you're already seeing the signs of stress. Hospitals closing to COVID positive cases, ramping of ambulances, high numbers of staff furloughed, putting more strain on the system, and everybody in the healthcare system getting under stress. The ICUs are full, but they're not full with COVID. COVID just added to the burden of, of the capacity of our ICU beds, which are not yet overwhelmed. But you could get to a situation where these lines cross in a bad way over the next month, but start to come back in a good way. So we've really got to be able to control the burden on our hospital system. In many ways, and this has been said by others before, we're returning to the conversation of last February and March, where lockdown, and it's hard to actually remember exactly what it is, it was only a little bit into the wave one lockdown that we started to talk about zero spread. At the beginning, lockdown was about protecting our hospital system and our hospital beds. And I think that's what we've got to focus on in New South Wales, not yet in Victoria and hopefully never in Victoria, but hospital beds are a real issue and the burden on our hospital system so that we don't turn into Italy. And that's the number we've got to watch and we watch closely. And the good thing about watching that number is that when it starts to come down, we'll start to see the benefit of immunisation. Well, let's talk about Melbourne. You mentioned um, Victoria just now. Melbourne and Victoria more broadly is also grappling with a pretty big wave at the moment. And one of the challenges that the Premier there has been talking about is that people are just waiting too late to come forward for testing. And so they're then circulating in the community when they could be passing this virus on. We've spoken about that before in CoronaCast, waiting three, four days. And that's just not acceptable. You've got to come forward whenever you've got your symptoms. The problem with this virus, and it seems to be possibly even greater with the Delta than it was with previous versions of the virus, is that most people are spreading, according to the Victorian data, when, they were, when they're asymptomatic, so in the pre-symptomatic phase. So that means as soon as you're symptomatic, you need to get tested so that there's only a couple of days gap. But if there's a couple of days gap where you were infectious when you were asymptomatic and you wait another four days, that could be a week that you've been spreading it in the community. So you've got to get in there. And there is a stubborn number of cases in Victoria where they are unlinked. They're they're not taking as long as New South Wales to sort them out, maybe a week or so. In New South Wales, there's still cases that they haven't sorted out. Going back to July, they've probably just given up on them and trying to focus on the ones that are nearby. It doesn't take long for our contact tracing system to really become stressed, maybe at a level of around about 50 cases a day. It feels like Victoria's still heading, well, trying to head back towards COVID zero and similarly with the ACT, which is also um, dealing with an outbreak. We're going to see these states and territories going in different directions from New South Wales. Absolutely. Um, So it looks like ACT could get back under control and maybe to zero spread. It may be that Victoria just never quite gets there and they truck along at 20 or 30, 40 cases a day with contact tracing able to suppress it. But with lack of adherence to lockdown, they may only just be able to hold that at that rather than go into exponential growth. 
So it's possible that Victoria doesn't ever get there either, but at low levels. And it's those low levels that the Doherty model allows you to open up a bit because you've still got some capacity in your contact tracing system to, to deal with it. But once it gets up to 50 cases a day, then you are really talking about a worrying situation. So, of course, the COVID variant that we're dealing with in Australia at the moment is Delta. We keep hearing about Delta and how it's changed everything and how it's so difficult to control. Sandra's written in asking us about other variants of coronavirus, specifically Lambda and AY3, wondering how concerned we should be about them. They look as if they're not as much concerned as they thought originally. So Lambda is a new variant. AY3 is a sub-variant of Delta. And people in the United Kingdom were getting quite worried about both. Oh, they were calling AY3 Delta Plus at one stage, which made it sound very sinister. Yeah, I think that those are disappearing as concerns. Not disappearing, but they're not as much concern as people thought they should be. Why, why were they concerned? Because they were seeing surges, for example, in different parts of Britain. They were seeing surges of, of the different viruses and also across the world. Um, and they were seeing A3 surging in different parts of, us, of the United Kingdom and thinking, well, that might be supplanting Delta. And, but when they look at it more closely, neither the new variant, Lambda, nor the sub-variant of Delta seem to be of, of a concern is really what the latest information is. These things can change or a new one can emerge. But at the moment, I think people are relaxing a bit about these two. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast for today and for this week. As always, send your questions to abc.net.au slash coronacast. And maybe if you like the show, you'd like to tell a friend about it so that they can listen to it too. Norman and I will catch you on Monday. See you then. 